Thanks for listening to The Last Days Podcast with Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. To stay connected, please check out the River of Tri-Cities Church on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or online at riveroftricities.com. The Last Days Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here's Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. And so when you look at your when you when you look at areas and you've and you you when you know the things that God has put on your heart to do and you keep feeling like wow you know I don't I don't think I don't think I can I don't think this I don't think that and you're overwhelmed in your mind and you're allowing your emotions to be determined by your lack in whatever area you feel like you lack in whether right. it's strength or right. mental ability or talent or whatever it might be right. there's an area you've been defiled in right and, and that's true and you believe the lie that the enemy propagates right i i've I, i've had to battle this throughout my life without having a left hip socket mm-hmm. and um and you know people see you know how you walk and everything and and i mean when we were when i was a kid you know being chosen for teams you know you're you're playing with the neighborhood kids and everything they like, oh that's the kid that limps you don't want him on the team because you know maybe he can't do this he can't do that well i would always try to figure out you know what do i need to do to compete and to 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 bring myself up to the level where others are and so i had to work harder in some areas and find out what do i have to do to compensate to to be able to put myself in the game right and um and so that's always been a mindset of mine instead of making an excuse and then i get upset okay you know hey Come on, I, I'm here. I, I can do this and everything. But sometimes people look and they they think that well maybe you can't. Well, the important thing is that you know that you can. And when right. you have the opportunity, so then you've got to knock that that ball over the fence, mm-hmm. and you've got to you've got to see that you are qualified. You are able because of the one who lives inside of you. Right. Don't believe the lie because once that starts coming out of your mouth, that proves that the enemy effectively worked in you and defiled you by his lies. Mm-hmm. That's and so, so true. And so you've got to cleanse yourself from all of that stuff. Right. And a lot of that time is just like, stop stop talking garbage. Stop talking trash. Right. About yourself. Stop saying things that, that, are, that are, you know, coming, coming in your mind. Are those thoughts of God? Is that what you're speaking? Are those thoughts of God? And um, no, no. Okay, well then shut up. <laughs> and uh, speak what God says. Right. Do what God says. Do what God can, can. Can God do better if you'd allow Him to do more through you? Yeah. Okay. Well, then let's let's see that. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's where we have to be. Right. It's amazing how you know that that mindset that you developed through really tough times. You know, as far as just like okay, what do I have to do differently? to be able to compensate or whatever, Mm -hmm. that has been such a huge blessing for you in ministry, actually, and all the different circumstances that you found yourself in, life-threatening things in many countries, and just being able to, you know, plow through and overcome through, you know, religion and anything that would be try to use of the enemy or of the church or whatever, other people to shut you down, that's been like a huge key. You know, you could have easily... you know, just succumb to what life dealt you, so to speak. Sure. That's what people think. Absolutely. That you, you know, and just, you know, be a, be a nice Christian and basically accomplish nothing and you'll, and you might still make heaven. So. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, is that uh, when I, when I was, when I grew up, like in, and, and I went to public school and everything like that, mm-hmm. it, it's, it, you know, it, it's, you know, everybody's like these days so concerned about, 
you know, people's emotions, how's this going to make them feel or something like that. I want to tell you, I got made fun of like every day. I had people calling me names, wow. everything. I was just like constantly. And I just, and I mean, praise God, I had parents who they would build me up and say, oh, you know, that's not what God thinks of you. Da, 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 da. You know, hey, so-and-so wouldn't play with me. You know, they wouldn't let me, they wouldn't let me be a part of their team, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. This is what they called me. This is what they said to me. And you know what? You can allow words to, to harm you. Oh, for sure. That's in a big, the, that's in a the big intent way. from yeah. the enemy yeah. that you'll take that in. Yeah. But you have to you have to rise above all of that stuff. Right. Realizing who you are and that you are you you are the beloved of the Lord. You are you are a treasure. He's put inside of you valuable things and, and you can do all things. And right. um you remember when after um when we got engaged, um and that was uh, that was January of '99, or right. yeah, right at that time, this, yeah, right then, right at the end of December, right. and everything mm-hmm. like that. And um, I went up to Montana and I proposed to my wife, and it was I don't know if it was the next day or whatever. Anyway, but she wanted to take me snow skiing, and um, and I had never been snow skiing in my life, and she says. And I was thinking, okay, you know, we'll we'll handle the little the little bunny hills, or sometimes people get the tow rope or something like that. And she says, no, I can teach you. And we're like immediately going up to the first level of hills and everything like that. We're on. Well, I think we took lift. a run on the rope tow. I think we did. I don't remember a rope tow ever. You don't? No, no. You're a tough teacher. And um, but I remember riding up there on the I think on the, the chair is easier than the rope tell myself but anyway I don't well, even know we if went up there. too bad they don't have the magic carpet like you know Blake learned on the oh, magic yeah, he carpet did. I, the, we yeah. didn't have that anyway and so but she's just like okay this is I, I do remember before we went up there you're talking to me about you know how to point your skis and you know, this is how you snow plow and da da you know do this do this do this mm-hmm. um and so okay well, you're ready to go and we're you know we're heading up the thing and um I mean, I know we did go up just a little bit, and you say, okay, come down here and learn this and everything like that. But um, but as we went up and you get off on the chairlift, and, mm-hmm. you know, we're ready to go down, and she's like, you know, just just, just stick with me here, mm-hmm. and, um, and you know, and, and I'll guide you. And I think I was in front of you, and you were behind me, and you was like, okay, I'm mm-hmm. going to help you with your skis a little bit here uh-huh. and, you know, kick that ski over here and everything. But I've always had to try to figure out how do I compensate because you have one leg that is significantly shorter than the other. And so for me to be able to, to turn, especially for me to make a right turn with a left leg that is shorter, it is a challenge. And I don't know how, I, I definitely didn't know, still don't know how to teach with that. So, and yeah. no, no, but, but I, had yeah. to, I had to hear everything that you had to say, and right. then I had to, had to figure out, okay, what do I need to do to compensate for the lack, physical lack in, of, of mm-hmm. ability in this area? And so I'm having to, I'm having to like listen and just figure out, okay, how do I do these things? Because this isn't easy. And when you're doing, going at a pretty good clip, and you realize I have to make a turn, you know, and I can't stop and make a turn. I've got to do it in a, in a fluid motion. Well, I'll just say for someone even just that is, you know, totally le- same leg length or whatever, learning how to downhill ski in Montana at 34 years old is it's not easy for anybody. I'll just yeah. say <laughs> <But> that's <laughs> a little different. I learned when I was five. But yeah. anyway. 
but or. but praise the Lord, yeah. I had a great teacher, and um, <laughs> and I already knew how to pray, pray in the Holy Ghost, and so that that helped. And out I mean, huge. you're you know we're engaged, so you're trying to impress me. That's right. This is very true. I had to be impressive, and so you know you just you just go for it, and and it wasn't perfect by a long shot, but you know what? I learned because I was determined. Yeah. I am not going to give up. Yes. I'm not going to give up. And it wasn't easy. That was, that was probably one of the more difficult things um, in life, physically mm-hmm. challenging mm-hmm. Uh, to be able to do. But it was fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, I crashed majorly a couple times. It's like, I think I left a hole in one of the mountains, actually. Oh, um, oh Skis went flying uh. everywhere else. I'm buried in this snow drift. Um, I've had but, some of those as well. well. Of course. I mean, anybody who's really skied learning, yeah. has, has, has skied, experienced right. those things. But, but you have to be determined. And you can't right. believe the lie of you can't. That's true. Never believe the lie because then you become defiled. Because mm-hmm. you think if I can't in this, then there's probably something else I can't, and right. I can't that. Why? Because you make excuses for yourself. Right. Your mind will make excuses for for whatever that you think you can't do. Right. And then it begins to come out of your mouth, and you begin to validate your inability. How right. would that be if we were standing before God, mm-hmm. and He says? Did you do what I told you to do? Well, I, I couldn't do that. I, I can't. Oh, hey, I'm in you. I'm working in you. What do you mean you can't? Right. I don't even think, I think that'll be so impactful. We wouldn't even be able to even utter those, no. those words because it'd be such a realization that that is like, that's too ridiculous to even utter. Mm-hmm. So if you, we you would have stretched. that realization now, yeah. right? So you were stretched. I, well, I'm not comfortable. Good. I don't know that I've ever been comfortable in ministry. Like no, you, you, you actually lose your edge when you, I think when you become just comfortable because yeah. I think that's also what people don't realize is that no matter how long you've been in ministry or been doing what God has called you to do, you're not going to reach this this place where you, you're not where you don't have to be stretched, where you don't have to use your faith to go to a next level, where you don't have to cry out in desperation for the Lord to to move and to do something fresh. I think people would actually be shocked to know the way that we pray and how we have to do that. Like we're, we are so frequently like desperate before the Lord, like God, you've got to do something new. You've got to do something new in me. You've got to, you've got to move through me. You've got to Lord. I, I cannot, I cannot have anything that hinders me. And you have the, 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 in a sense, the weight of what God has called you to do and what you must do, what that, that fire in you, you know, it, it has to, it has to work. It has to burn. Mm-hmm. It has to come forth for me. We have to make an impact. Like there's no other option, but to literally impact on, on all levels. And I Absolutely. think people don't, don't realize that actually each one of us, and please understand, I'm not saying yay for for us at all. I'm not at no, all never. because I'm not anywhere where I want to be. I thank God. I am not where I, I once Used was, but I'm so not content to stay where I'm at. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes people don't, they have this idea in their mind that once you step into what God has called you to do, 
it, you really don't have to do a lot after that. You know what I mean? Um, and people don't realize that whatever, whether if you're called to be, you know, a teacher or you're called to have your own business or be a doctor, whatever it is, you have to stay on the cutting edge of that. Yes, you do. And in spiritually and in the things of God, you have to, even though it's something that you've done maybe multiple times, you have to go deeper in the anointing. Absolutely. You have to, Absolutely. you've got to press into that anointing. Yes. And it's just like, you know, we, I've been teaching in Bible college now for years and years and years. And so sometimes I'm teaching classes that I, I've taught before, but mm -hmm. you can't, you can't just no, settle on your laurels no. and go like, Oh, I've already taught this or anything like that. No, know, yeah. I've got to go into it and another level of anointing. Right. I've got to pull on it. And the, the students still hear me as I begin to pray and everything. Mm -hmm. I tap into the anointing when I'm praying at the yes. beginning of a class and I was like here we go this is the level I'm and I've got to just keep increasing in everything and right. so if you don't tap into the anointing that that yoke destroying anointing you are not actually doing what God's called you to do right. you're relying upon your flesh or relying upon your mind and actually you don't have any faith and so you're not even pleasing God you yeah. might be teaching the word and still not be pleasing God true and you're definitely not then imparting faith to other people no 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 huh and then it just becomes dry. It's the word, but it's dry. Amen. I had no idea we we're getting into all this. This is good today. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's so it's very important that we keep pressing in. We keep adding adding to ourselves, our faith increasing, so mm -hmm. we can we can not just go to the next level, but others can see how we are walking out our lives, right? And and they're encouraged, like, oh, okay, I, I can do this now. Mm -hmm. I can do this now. Mm -hmm. Um, Paul, follow me as I follow Christ, he said. And, and so, you know, sometimes you don't even realize all the eyes that are on you. Mm -hmm. That's true. I mean, people, people that are watching you, a lot of times people watch and they never say anything. Mm -hmm. You'll find out maybe years later, or maybe you won't find out until you get to heaven. Hey, you were in great encouragement to that person there. I mean, I, I've seen other ministers' lives. I've read about people. Um, years before I met Brother Andrew, um, I was encouraged by him. Just, uh, you know, his perseverance and taking the gospel behind yeah. the iron curtain. You should, and, yeah, explain who he is because a lot of and, people might not know. Okay, well, you know, he, was a, he, he was the first he person who, um, he, took, he took Bibles into communist Russia, smuggled them in in his, in his VW, and he just like got everything out, and he would put Bibles, stack them all the way up to the roof, and then he would go up to the border crossing, and as he was crossing into, um, into uh, Russia, the USSR, and uh, the border guards would say, do you have anything to declare? And his response was, only what you see. And so they would, you know, mm -hmm. they would look in the car, you know, if it's at night, shine their flashlights, pop the hood, you know, and, and look and, and, and everything like that. And, you know, they wouldn't, they said, well, we don't see anything. Is that's all I have. And what you, all I have is what you see, and so um, and so they'd let him pass. Meanwhile, the Bibles were were filling. I mean, all there was room for was Brother Andrew right there in the driver's seat, and everything else was Bibles. And um, and so they never caught him. What well, was the grace of God? He was doing what he was called to do. And I remember as a little boy getting that comic book called God Smuggler, mm -hmm. and I mean, I read that like every week. I was just like, wow, so inspired, so inspired. And he helped me. I didn't know the guy, but just following his example of perseverance, wow, this guy just did it. He did it. He did it and just continued on doing it. And it was such a blessing to me. And then I didn't realize years later as I was traveling in the nations and I walked into this church, 
Um, and uh, I wasn't ministering at this church. Uh, my ministry started the next day, actually, as I was in the nation. It was just a, a church that was in the neighborhood where I was. I walked in there and had a, uh, another young man that traveled with me to, to help me in ministry. And he and I walked in there, and we're sitting there, and I look, and, and just a few rows away and a few people down, there is sitting in the congregation Brother Andrew. And I tapped the guy next to me, and I said, look, I said, that's, that's Brother Andrew. He looks at me, he goes, who's Brother Andrew? And so I explained mm-hmm. to him as briefly as I could in that church um, and quietly, you know, who he was. And it's an evangelical church. I don't even know if it was a spirit-filled church. It was just one that was close by where I was wow. staying. And, um, and so, and he says, oh, you need to go introduce yourself. I said, I would never do that. I am so humbled just to be in the same room as this guy. I said, I am just blown away that I get to actually see him in person. And, um, and so anyway, we, we finished the service and everything that ended with com- communion, you know, the one cup being passed all the way around you, wipe it with the cloth and take a drink and hand to the next person. And, um, and so anyway, that's how we ended the service. We got up to leave. And uh, as we're walking out the door, somebody walks up to me and says, hey, you have, a, you have an appointment today at, at 2 o'clock or whatever time it was. And, and I said, no, no, I don't. Yes, yes, you have an appointment today at 2 o'clock. I said, no, no, I, I don't. You must have me confused with somebody. No, I'm telling you, you have an appointment at 2 o'clock. <laughs> And a car is going to come for you. Tell me where it is. Brother Andrew wants to meet with you. God pointed you out in the service. He needs to talk with you. A car will be at wherever you tell us to at 2 o'clock. They're going to bring you to Brother Andrew's house, and you are going to meet with him. And, I mean, instantly reduced to mush right there. I was like, (laughs) God, how in the world did you know? Somebody that has been so influential in my life in going to the nations and taking ground and you, you point me out to them. Lord, why would you do that? Because of perseverance. When mm-hmm. you just allow yourself to be pushed, God will bring you before great people. Mm-hmm. And, and you're, you're stunned. Like, why in the world? I'm, and so many times in ministry, I've found myself talking with people, meeting with people, working with people. And, and like, why in the, why in the world would, would I be here? I remember way, way, many, many years ago, um, singing um, for one of the crusades of Morris Cirillo. And I was like, how in the mm-hmm. world? This is like one of the greatest evangelists um, at that time. And, and I mean, like, why in the world would, would I get to sing for this guy's crusade? That's, that's absolutely crazy. Well, because God qualifies you. And if you, right. will, if you will step into the opportunities that God gives you, mm-hmm. he gives you the opportunities to take you to the next level. So true. But it will, in your flesh, you may, your knees may be having fellowship with each other. Your mind may be blown um, you're mm-hmm. just like, why, you know, you're, you're trying to figure out, you know, what if I mess up? What if I uh, come across as like an idiot or whatever? Um, but mm-hmm. you just, you take advantage of the opportunities that God gives to you because he wants to show who he is in you. Right. It's so true. And what people don't realize oftentimes is like they could hear you talking and go, okay, yeah, I can see how that can happen because you're a minister, you're in ministry or whatever, not realizing that it actually just relates to whatever the call of God is upon your life. So God will do those same type of things if he's called you into business, if he's called you into teaching children in a school, whatever it is, God will have those, those same divine opportunities and things like that to help you become 
because you're being faithful in the call that he has and you're persevering and he wants to take you to a new level and expand your realm of influence. So whatever it is that you need, God will will anoint you and he'll provide everything it is that you need. Amen. You you just have to of course we access things these things by faith. You know, as we were talking, Always. I was reminded of the story in Luke chapter one. It's about Zechariah. And when the angel came to him mm. and um, he he came to, to Zechariah, he was a priest. He had, it's, it talks about he and Elizabeth, they were, you know, old in age and he had been faithfully serving for a long time. So these are, these are people, it says they walked in the ways of the Lord, they're righteous people. Like they knew the Lord for a long time. And so the angel Gabriel comes to him and, and says to him, you know, that, um, and lays out a whole plan that God has that your wife's going to be pregnant. You're going to name his name, John. He will, you know, um, prepare the way of the Lord. He, he cannot have strong drink. You know, he, it lays out a whole thing about what is going to happen. And of course, you know, as you grow in the things of God, God expects more of you. He expects your faith's going to grow. He expects you to step into other levels. But again, it's all accessed by faith. Yes, it is. Just like when you're raising a child, you're going to have a very different expectation of a 14-year-old than you are of a four-year-old. Think about when you were learning, you, when you were teaching your four-year-old how to make the bed. Now, maybe some people would say, oh, I've never even taught my 18-year-old how to make the bed. Okay, well, let's let's do your That's job your as a parent issue. and train, okay? Amen. That's what you're supposed to do, starting at a very young age. Well, when you know when you're teaching a four-year-old how to make the bed, I mean, you applaud them just because, the, you know, they got the sheet and the blanket and the comforter up on the bed, and they put a pillow on the bed. I mean, it looks like super messy and, and whatever, but you're like, yeah, yeah, that's how you do it. You know, great job or whatever. But when they're 14 and you come in to inspect, which you need to inspect, as you maybe have heard Hello. the saying, you know, you inspect what you expect, right? And so you look at them and, and it's still like this wrinkly mess or you're going, no, you can do better than that. No, you need to actually put the pillow up, put the, you know, put the sham up, whatever it is. You know, you have higher expectations. Okay. Just give me an example, not to keep us off, take us off track, but you know, that, that obviously, you know, and I believe we get that from our heavenly father, that he expects more of us as we see his faithfulness, as we learn, as we, we, we should be gaining in revelation of the word of God. Well, get, first of all, obviously you got to get yourself in the word of God, right? And you've got to ask the Holy Spirit to teach you and let it become more than just this head knowledge. It's got to drop in your heart. And as you live it out, it becomes revelation to you. So Gabriel comes and lays this whole thing out to Zechariah and, you know, explains, I mean, it, it was very detailed and it was, it was yeah. like everything that, that John would do. And I mean, it, it was, it was amazing. And so in that, um, I'm just referencing here, Luke chapter one in verse 18, this is Amplified Classic. Zachariah said to the angel, by what shall I know and be sure of this? For I am an old man and my wife is well advanced in years. You see here how he actually didn't believe what Gabriel said. You don't ask a question like that if you believe. He, he actually, because, and then he came with an excuse. As if Himself the angel. and projecting it on his wife. Even right. Then. As <laughs> if the angel did not know his age. a person. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was totally in unbelief. Yeah. Like this can't happen. You know, God is going to come to you with impossible things. If it was possible, he, God doesn't need to come to you. Do you understand that? He works in the realm of miracles. He works in the realm of impossibilities. That's his realm, his supernatural realm. Yep. He doesn't come to you with anything possible. You do those possible things yourself. 
You don't need God involved to do anything that's just possible, okay? And I love the angel's response, verse 19. And the angel replied to him, I am Gabriel. Like, in other words, Dude. <laughs> do, you, do you not even know just who I am who sent me? Like, you're a real, you know, case at this point. I stand in the very presence of God, and I have been sent to talk to you and to bring you this good news. You know, sometimes you you shouldn't utter idiotic things out of your mouth. You know, put a hand to your mouth, like Job said. <laughs> I put a hand to my mouth. Shut my mouth. You know, <laughs> Proverbs even talks about. I can't think of the exact verse or whatever that basically, like, you know, that people may not know you're a fool until you open your mouth. You know, so in other words, yeah, just keep totally. your mouth shut. You know, okay, so. Anyway, so this was the result of that. And I, you might be familiar with this passage of scripture. You might not, but obviously the Holy Spirit brought this back. So it bears repeating. Verse 20, now behold, you will be and will continue to be silent and not able to speak to the day when these things take place because you've not believed what I told you. So see, he gave this excuse and he gave this logical reason like, okay, there's really not a way that could happen. How would that happen? because I'm old and she's old. How could this be? And so, um, so because of that, and, and he was speaking things that were factual. Sure. But when you get direction from the word of God or from the voice of the Holy Spirit, you shouldn't question that. Really, we shouldn't, then we go back to our natural understanding. Understand, in order to go up higher in the in the Lord and to accomplish what he's called you to do, your faith needs to increase. You've got to grab hold in a greater way. And and don't be defiled by stupid natural thinking that is always going to limit you. Yeah. So he says, because you've not believed what I told you, but my words are, are of a kind which will be fulfilled in the appointed and proper time. Now, I believe that Zachariah, he should have known that. Absolutely, as a priest. He should have known that, right? And of course, then it goes on and talks about, um, you know, how uh, you know it took a <laughs> took a quite a while before he could even come out. I can't imagine what that whole thing was like, how that how the, the the severity and the presence of God and the weight that things carry. You know, there's mm-hmm. been times when um, we've been in meetings or even the presence of God in our prayer time and all that kind of stuff. And it is such a weight. Like you have to learn to recognize things that you dare not, you dare not say certain things really. Yeah. Or act things or eat or, or even say, you know, and again, we're not, you know, we have a lot of fun. We joke around or whatever, but you have to realize sometimes, you know, who you're talking to and what you're doing in the presence of even godly people at times. Sometimes people are just like so ignorant. They're not taught things. They're not taught respect. They don't honor really the holy things of God. Mm -hmm. And so um, anyway, so then of course we go on to see how literally for, for, of course, at that point, Elizabeth was not yet pregnant. They needed to come together as husband and wife. And of course she did become pregnant, but obviously, so for nine months plus, he was not allowed to speak. And, Probably because he would have spoken out doubt and stupid stuff. He would have messed up the plan of God. Yes. It wasn't, I don't think his, I don't think that was a punishment for doubt. I think that was how God was, the only way that he could keep his plan going forward right. was Zachariah, you got to shut up. Which is a great lesson for us Amen. as well. 
you know, because people will, will nullify actually what God desires to do in their life and through them by the things of doubt and unbelief that they say, even if people say, but that's reality, that's the, that's the, the facts or whatever it, it might be. And I'm not saying that you lie. I'm not saying you fake it till you make it or whatever, but you better line up with what your words, with what you speak out and the way you think with what the word of God is and what the plan of God is to you. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to know every detail, how it's going to work or anything like that, but you do have to line it up and walk in God's ways. Do it his way. Honestly, if Zachariah would have been talking, they probably would never would have even come together. Oh, that's probably true. Because... That would have, he would have talked them out of, out Having of that a time. Yeah. Right. Because he, he, yeah. Wow. So I don't know if he wrote it out for Elizabeth, like yeah. this is the plan, yeah. what we're going to have to do or, or whatever. His but obviously John. she, yeah, she received, I mean, obviously she was in agreement uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> enough, you know, to, they, um, you know, had, and of course everything played out and happened exactly as the, the angel Lord. said that it said that it would. So, you know, maybe there's a situation that um, the Holy Spirit brings to your remembrance. Maybe it doesn't even take him bringing it to your remembrance. Um, but you realize that maybe by the words you've spoken that, you know, you, you have basically nullified or put on hold, so to speak, the plan that God has for you, whether that's, that is a big plan, so to speak, that's a broad, you know, sometimes we, the Lord gives us like vision, you know, a broad thing. This is what I've called you to. I've called you to move to this area or whatever, or it might be a very specific thing that he's, he's said that you need to do. You need to go forgive that person. You need to go speak with it. Whatever it is, it could be a huge variety of things, but because you made an excuse because you won't speak the word of God or whatever. Just make the adjustment now. Super easy to make the adjustment. Just ask the Lord to forgive you, humble yourself, and ask him to give you a second chance. Because God's plan doesn't change. That's right. And he's such a God of restoration, he'll actually take that and catch you up. I believe he'll catch you up to where you would have been had you obeyed all along, because that's what true actual restoration is. And so, but it takes us recognizing that, being willing to change our ways and line up with his way. You cannot accomplish God's plan doing it your way. It doesn't work that way. We were told in the word, his ways are higher than ours. They're above ours. They're different than ours. You've got to learn a way of walking in his supernatural realm, walking in his kingdom, not your ways. Your ways do not translate. My ways do not translate Mm -hmm. into kingdom ways. I've got to make the adjustment. I've got to allow the fire of God and the Holy Ghost to change me actually so that I can walk at a higher level. And I can actually step in and be able to, you know, God, many times he wants to pour out such great things, but excuse me, we're not able to receive them. We've got to change and adjust and grow on the inside so that we can even receive those things. Amen. Amen. Constantly adjusting, constantly adjusting because God's plan is going to be carried out. Yes. When God chooses you, be thankful, be thankful that God would choose you. Absolutely. You know, who am I that you're mindful of me? Yes. Um, that The psalmist wrote that. You know, who am I that you're mindful? Well, I'll tell you who you are. You're the chosen of God. God chose you. Oh, am I all that? No, not necessarily. But you know what? He still chose you. And yes. so you have to make adjustments and allowing God to work his plan through you. Mm-hmm. 
and he'll use you despite of yourself, despite right. yourself. Right. Um, but, but you have to, I mean, it's, it's not, God doesn't choose the mighty mm-hmm. just, Oh, right. that, that person is, is the best. This person is the most qualified. God looks so many times, I mean, he sent Moses to be a leader over Israel, but Moses had a terrible stuttering problem. Um, and, and God like, oh, I'll, I'll use him. I'll use him. And there, there's like, if you look in the Old Testament and through the Bible, there's, there's honestly like no perfect person. Understand God, it's like all the examples people had flaws. The basket cases, God would yeah, choose yeah. them. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like everybody why? had something. Gideon. You know, I mean, they, you know, uh, they weren't accepted in society. They had physical ailments. They, you know, um, the uh, emotional things. I mean, it was just they didn't come from the right family. Um, they, you know, they're... He's called them to do great things, and they're you know in jail half the time. I mean, it was just like everybody had something, mm-hmm. and some most of them multiple things. Like, why would we ever think that we couldn't be used? God chooses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and so actually, when you are unqualified in the eyes of man, God says, "Now let me show my ability and my strength." through them. Mm -hmm. Not because you're the most qualified. You're the one that everybody would look at and say, Hey, this is the person. It's quite obvious that God will use this person. This is, this is the best, the best of the best. And I mean, when in choosing David, God didn't as King, he looked past what Samuel saw. Mm -hmm. Samuel looked at you know, Jesse's sons and said, oh, you know, hey, this one here, this looks like a king, or this one here could be a king. Maybe this one could be a king. And God says, I've rejected all of them. Mm-hmm. I've rejected all of them. Samuel would have argued with God. No. Oh, yeah. Listen, totally. Lord, these these are qualified yes. guys. These are yes. great guys. No, no, right. no. Ask him where the other one is. Right. Oh, is this all of them? Yeah, this is all of them. Oh, right. well, God says there's another. Oh, yeah, he's out tending the sheep. He smells like sheep, and he's just... Yeah, he's not what you're looking for. Go get him. You know, it's like there's modern day Davids, and yet they're just like, they give excuses of like, well, you know, I just have, you know, I just have been rejected so many times. And so therefore I can't fulfill anything. It's like if anybody had excuses, David had, from being rejected, from being left out, from nobody thinking that he could su- succeed, to how many times did like Saul try to kill him? Yeah, I mean, like, his I don't know, 11 times or 17 times. It's some like some ridiculous number like that. Yeah. You know, he had all the reasons. And then, of course, great sin, mistakes. Um, he wasn't, it talks about, you know, how he, I mean, he, he, God had called him to be a king and he was nothing like a king. And he's out, you know, like the sheep and, and, you know, had to go through all that training and had to, in the midst of the training, like r- his life, you know, like Saul, I mean, he was, be- he was there, of course, in the, in the palace to be, to learn how to be a king, really. Mm-hmm. Although that came through serving and it also kept all on through, through like trusting God to keep his, his life to, to stay alive. You know, people yeah. don't, people don't realize sometimes what it takes actually mm-hmm. to, to really fulfill the call of God. And they delay the plan of God because they keep talking about their inabilities. Right. And they, they identify ta- yeah. with that. They identify with themselves instead of identifying with the nature of Christ in them. Right. 
And, you know, don't say things like, you know, people, you know, Monday morning comes around. The struggle is real. Okay. That's what you identify as the struggle. Why wouldn't we say the victory is real? Like the victory is mine. Because that's what you're supposed to identify with. You you don't identify, you know, these days people want to identify with a with a cat or with, you know, with things mm-hmm. that, like, really, I mean, we're supposed to identify with Christ, actually, and who he says that we are. Yeah, that's right. That's why, I mean, from the foundation of time, that's what's been set forth. You know, it's amazing how actually the Bible... Um, applies to even like we didn't we didn't realize five years ago this would be an issue people identifying as an us or the opposite sex of what they are or an Mm -hmm. animal Mm -hmm. or an object or whatever you know we were actually have learned years ago to identify with who christ says that you are the bible applies to even future things people who minimalize it and say that it's just a history book are absolutely like clueless that it 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 does include history, but the Bible gives us everything that we'll ever even face in the future. Like Absolutely. we're not lacking. We're not, we're, we're never without. Mm. God has literally given us everything and provided everything that there are no limits that we can go He's on. He's given and be us everything all things that, that pertain unto life yes. and godliness, the yes. Bible says. Yes. Hath given unto us. Yes. It's already ours. It's already ours. Not he will give to us if we pray and we believe enough. He hath already given us yes. all things, all complete, total package, all things that pertain unto life and yes. that pertain unto godliness. I just yes. can't do, I just can't be enough for God. God. It's too much. No, no, no. You've already got everything you need to be able to, to live godly. Right. You have everything that you need to succeed in life. Yes. It's already there. Yes. Yes. So just do it. Don't be defiled in your thinking, but Amen. line it up with the word of God. Amen. Praise God. Well, I think we can put a pin in it for this uh, this time, and we never even got into one line of our notes. But this is um, not that we, we just flow with the Holy Ghost in these podcasts. Amen. We have some scriptures. But I want to tell you, we're so glad that, that you have um, listened and have uh, hopefully you've subscribed. Please, if you haven't, Please subscribe and and let someone else know that you know. Hey, this would really help and then would encourage somebody. Um, please let them let them know how they can access this. Yes. And until next time, we love you so much, and we hope to see you very soon here in God's portion of the world called Johnson City. Amen. Come and see us in Johnson City at the River of Tri Cities. We love you so much, and we hope you have an absolutely amazing rest of the week. God bless you. Bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Dr. Todd Holmes, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, whether it was myself or my amazing wife, Katie, maybe the two of us together. If you want to be more than just an occasional listener and desire to really stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to this generation, go to riveroftricities.com. That's riveroftricities.com, and click on Donate to be a part of the last day's army of monthly partners that we're taking ground with. If you'd like to do that, I would like to send you a special gift for partnering with us. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. God bless.